Welcome back to another episode of Supercoach Insider. My name is Ben. And I'm Chris. And thank you for joining us for our hot topics going into round nine, Chris. Yes, very excited. Uh, it's been uh, upgrade week run was insane and upgrade week two. The carnage just continues. I think that's what it should be called this week. But uh, it's uh, it's going to be a very interesting week. I think this week is going to set up a lot of the rest of your season. So very important podcast to be a part of. Very important. And speaking of important, please do like and follow us on our socials. So if you're on YouTube, please like, subscribe, get amongst it there. Uh, SC Insider 100, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, you can like us and follow us along. Particularly Twitter, we do like to get on the tweet. Newsflash, we might be giving Swizz our Twitter account as an admin. So let him run free. <laughs> Um, Let him run wild with the rest of the beasts. Yes. Uh, otherwise, audio platforms, Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, you name it. Uh, find us and YouTube. Search for a Supercoach Insider. Yeah. I'm, I'm very much enjoying the uh, YouTube interaction. Well, I think we're just about to hit 750 subscribers. So 250 more before the end of the year, guys. And we can yep. start uh, start getting that cash roll. Killing it. Now, $2 a week. Apart from, I'm not going. I'm not going to rage about my team, Chris, because we'll save that for my team I podcast. I cannot wait to rage at your team either. Now, lucky we are from a banter-friendly association. Our community. I must have put the hate out saying I will ban any person talking about Josh, fucking Kelly, and everyone's just tweeting, posting, putting, sending me gifts of like Josh Kelly blowing kisses, and I was like, these motherfuckers. Some people are even bringing them into your team just to spite you. Yes, and uh, it got to the point where I was so much hate. I'm like, you know what? Maybe I'll just like, yo, we'll we'll do one, we'll do, do one, do we'll one. we'll we'll do we'll bring I'll him, I'll bring him back in my side, Frank, uh, Frank the Tank. Um, and speaking of things a little bit differently, we are trying the Peroni Libera. I think it is or Libera. I don't know Libro. Um, Libro, I like it. Let's go. Non-alcoholic. Now, this is what happens when we don't get a sponsor. Well, well, ah, there we go. Label out. This is what happens when we don't get a sponsor because we are drinking the non-alcoholics. More because I had a wedding on Friday and I'm off alcohol completely. (laughs) Did you get banned? Uh, I got... How how was your form on the night? uh, Horrible. (laughs) So she was part of the bridal party. I'm there and like I kind of know a couple of her friends. Best support. Yeah, and I'm just sitting there, okay, and they just kept feeding me liquor, literally just here on a tray. Would you like another beer? Yes, I would. I like free things. If it's free, it's me. And then they just kept bringing me beers. I didn't have to move. And when you're sitting there like twiddling your thumbs a little bit, you're just drinking beers and then you get to the end of the night, you have your meal and then they start topping up your your red wine. I'm like, yes, I do like red wine. I I love that about weddings. You've you've got like beer here, red wine there. You've also got your spirit here and shots come around and then you're like, I don't know, this is like a smorgasbord. It's amazing. I love that. Love weddings. And I didn't even realize they had like mountain goats were part of their beers. I didn't even realize until the end. I'm like, well, I I haven't tried this mountain goat, so I'm going to have two of those. And like, oh, it's one at a time. I said, yeah, it's for me and the guy next to me. (laughs) (laughs) So I had two there. I was there in spirit. Uh, Went on to the spirits after that. And I was great until the last hour. I'm spilling drinks on the dance floor. The booze dance comes (laughs) out. I'm slipping and sliding. I'm shaking the booty. And then I come home and I got... Did I slept, ACL? Oh, wait, that's just I, me. I slept on the baby mat, the mat that the baby rolls over on. My partner's like, her friends are staying over. She's like, you are not coming in bed. So I was like, I'll stay here. And I just literally passed out <laughs> on the baby mat. You usually have to pay for that sort of action, right? And then and then here's the, next, here's the thing. I wake up the next day, realize that we have a baby. I am in no shape to help anyone. <laughs> so basically I was in the doghouse for like oh, two days. It was your first time. I two days it. straight. Now that was a long-winded story. So that's, uh, that's my life. And I am now off alcohol. Um, so yeah. Let's see how we go. Next, right. the next, the next alcoholic beverage I have will be sponsored. So, Damien Gunn, uh, shout out to you if you want me to have a beverage. I like it. All right. Well, let's get into the content for this week, guys. Straight into it. Um, we're going to go into a little bit about Strat- strategy for this week. I think that's probably the first thing we'll cover. Um, obviously, we'll get into the rookies, and then uh, we'll have a look at some players that have uh, good trading targets or potential trading targets moving forward, and what we think about them. So. Um, strategy for this week, mate. Um, obviously, there's there's quite a lot of rookies. Yes. Did you did you get RCD early last week? No, I didn't. I did the unspeakable. 
I kept Taylor Walker. I traded out Roe. And I oh, went. Yes, I, I um, saw this tweet. This is a great tweet. It made me laugh a lot. Yeah, so anyone following the tweets, um, kept Tex Walker, traded Rowe, brought in Poulter, which worked out okay. And then I brought Houston into my side because Ryan is still injured. And I thought, well, let's, uh, let's bring in Houston to my side because I had to. Chapman's out. Um, and then Houston killing it <laughs> on track for a 150. And I'm like, I'm the smartest man alive. Next minute, shoulder pop or bang. Yeah. So sorry, everyone, for that bad news. Bang is more about it. Um, bang, bang. Yes, of course. So the old Houston, and we'll, we will touch on him a little bit later, but he got uh, banged up and was subbed out of the game on 94, so at least he had a decent score before he got subbed. Um, but right in front of me. It was right, right in, front. in front of me. Um, obviously, the it, apparently it's a known injury that they've had. he's had for a few weeks that they're just trying to manage. Um, it's an AC injury and they obviously don't want to put him off to surgery or anything like that. So he's just managing it through the season. They've said that he's fine. He'll probably play this week as long as he can you know, work through the pain. So um, he hopefully he gets named, but that's, an, that's an, one issue for a lot of people this week. Um, well, so so you went the one down one. I actually went the double down last week. So I bring in RCD a little bit early. And the reason was, first of all, I had no bank. So I couldn't really upgrade to someone that I wanted to. Uh, I would have had to take a real suboptimal premium or alternatively I could double down knowing that I had extra Wookiees this week and then I could go one down one up to a preferred option so um, had a couple options that's the way that I went um, there's that many rookies though you could I could almost double down again and get even more cash so I suppose there is you know the, the two different methods um, do you go the one down one up or do you already have cash and you need to go double up um, I would definitely advise against that this week because looking at next week and look, moving forward doesn't seem to me be any rookies on the horizon from next week onwards. Yeah, um, that I, I share that. Issue. Yeah, I share that. Now, that what got me in trouble was I was looking at Golden and I was like, well, they Sydney have some easy games kind of coming up by easy by their standards. So I was like, you know, Warner, Golden, they could actually start doing well. And that's why I was like, oh, Rose had a high break even. So then I got rid of him. Uh, that's kind of what hurt. So that's the strategy on which rookies to keep. Now, if you've got uh, Golden, Powell, um, who's that Jordan guy you don't have, Chris? Oh, I hate him. <laughs> uh, Jordan just banging out. He's going to be a huge moneymaker. Um, yeah, I hate you. Um, I, I, yeah, I mean, look, cash, I don't think cash is as much an issue as everyone making out to be. I, I'm actually more right now. I mean, we had a, I had a really good week with McNeil and Scott. Um, they look to be, I think Scott might even be close to 300K by the time we trade him out, and um, McNeil will get to 250K. So from a guy that I was... Literally going to trade out at 200k um, to just you know, hit that little bit of a. I think you got an 81 and um, on my bench, and we'll probably end up making another 50k. I mean, got to be happy with that. So yeah, that's kind of like the uh, reverse cozy, Chris. The reverse cozy, yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, look, um, the problems now is that people are struggling with trade out options. So you might not have people to actually trade out of your team. And so that's why people are looking at trading guys like Powell, trading guys like Golden. Even though, even though I was going to hold Golden. I now think that I have to trade him, um, and I will go through that a little bit more yeah. in my team pod. Yeah, it also depends. If you're looking at, say, if you're trying to upgrade a midfielder and then you have, say, Jordan, you yeah. have Powell and you have Golden, and then if you upgrade a midfielder and one of those is on your bench, then you might as well just cut one anyway. There's no point in trying to go and bring and get rid of you know, a Berry uh, and make you know, 80K if you can make you know 200K nearly. Uh, I don't know. Uh, for it depends. Me, for me, Barry is one that can definitely go. He can definitely um, go. I, I'm I'm definitely leaning more towards trading guys that are not on your on your playing field if you can. Um, but there's just not if they're ready to. You know, it just doesn't me to me look like Barry's just going to do anything. So right? he's just been having 40s and 50s, and he's hovering and he's hovering and he's hovering. And he's just not doing anything for anyone. Um, and even if he spikes a score now, you can you can't trade him out for another three weeks. I just don't know if it's worth hanging on to him for that little bit extra cash. So for me, I think he's a, a trade-out option. Um, Golden is one that, again, he's already actually hit his, his lowest. So I, like, Yeah, you're better off holding him, if you, anything. If you can hold him, hold him. But I can see the reasons why you would trade him. The thing is, it's that now I've looked at a little bit, if these Collingwood rookies can actually get game time and they might be able to be the ones that actually hold you through the buys instead of the Sydney rookies because they also have the same buy. So the, I know there's a lot of a shitload of Collingwood rookies that 
Everyone's got in their team. If we get the right ones that are able to play us through those buys, it might be a godsend and you can trade out those Warners and the Goldens with knowledge that you're actually going to have some guys there coming yep. through. So, um, Scrimshaw, you could probably get out next week. Uh, they play North this week. Scrimshaw. Scrimshaw. Oh, no. Cozzy. Cozzy. Right, it's a Cozzy's a poor man's scrim. Sure. Um, let's let's, sure. let's be honest. <laughs> um, anyway, but with Cozzy, you could probably trade him out next week unless he goes absolutely bang against North Melbourne, which is possible. So you could always wait. They play pretty early as well, uh, Hawks. Uh, other one is Flynn as well, rumored to possibly play this week, and he is also another one you could possibly get rid of next week. So yes, yeah, not a bad, strong, not a bad sure option though. Actually, that Flynn might be playing. So if he's named, I'm holding. But if he's not named. I'm almost leaning towards trading him out instead of Golden. Um, and the reason is, again, not on my field. I think that he only has one more game in him until Bruce comes back because Bruce is due back in three weeks. So if they, you know, let's say he's not named this week, there's only two more games until Bruce comes back. He might get a game in that time and he might get three, uh, you know, 30K into it or he might not. I think in, at that point, is the 30K really worth holding onto him for another two weeks? I'm not sure about that. No, so, I'm, I'm with you there. And, and considering he's not on your field again, remember, he's not con- contributing to your on-field scoring, whereas Golden is. Yep. Or, well, and or the money the money he'll make be. you as well can upgrade your team, which will make your points on-field. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I tend to agree. Now, if Flynn and if... Um, well, if Flynn gets named and Cozzy does all right or you know whatnot, then a double down this week might actually be a good strategy because... Both will be around 300K, yep. and you could throw money on each of those to actually do something next week. Yeah, well, if you've got, if you've got the right trade-out options, I, I, don't think it's, um, I don't think you have to necessarily go on Flynn this week if you're doubling down. Um, but I think that it's, it's just an option for you if he's not named. It's, it's, it's one that I'd rather do over other... Especially Powell. Powell's someone that I'd rather keep because he's going to be your on-field option. So... I don't see the point in do. I would rather 100% trade out Flynn than Powell. Um, even though Flynn's probably going to make you more money over the over the course of the week if they both play, I'd still be trading Flynn before Powell. Yep, I agree. Um, yeah, points points to me is obviously more important. Uh, so you've got to take into consideration what you're trading out of your team in points wise, as and opposed to what what you're going in. Now let's go through those rookies. We did go through them obviously last week, but obviously we have got another week of uh, of information. Um, and yeah, Poulter. Poulter's come through with the highest break even. Yes, boy. Now, he was the one I brought in early. Uh, scored a lovely 81 against North. Yep. Um, they Did play... you watch the game? No, I didn't actually watch as much football on the weekend because of you know why. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I did watch a little bit. Not much, though, at all. A little bit of highlights. So, all I know is the pain that some of these players caused me. So, he played brilliantly. Um, played as a, um, a wing that actually can push back into defense at times as well and then push forward. So... Uh, a great role for Supercoach, and he doesn't look like he's moving anywhere, especially in the next few weeks. Um, news out of uh, Collingwood today is that they've had even more injuries, uh, injury news. Um, so they've uh, J- Jordan Roughhead is uh, is out with concussion, obviously from last week. Nathan Murphy is out with concussion from last week, um, and Jeremy Howe is he's had an aggravation of his hamstring injury, and he's now going to be out until the end of the season, uh, or close to close the end of the to season. yep. Um, so that means that guys like, I mean, if Murphy was playing this week, that shores up his job security, which is really great for him. Um, and then you've got guys like, uh, who else is, um, copped an injury. I think those are the three. Those are the th- Oh no, sorry. I lie. Um, so in the twos, Reef McInnes, um, did a Sydney uh, yes. So a guy that we thought was going to be, um, on the verge of, of having a debut again. Um, he's now copped the Moses. He'll be out for eight to 10 weeks. Um, one that is on the horizon, though, that you need to probably uh, keep aware of is Trent Bianco, um, who is really highly touted. He actually captained the, um, I think it's Oakley Chargers, uh, with Matt Rowell and Noah Anderson that season. So um, very, very highly touted and um, highly ranked individual. He's a, he's a mid-defender, I believe, in Supercoach. Um, he, he probably will come around the buys. I don't think he's going to be a now option obviously, um, and then you've got another couple of uh, weeks on him. But I think that he's one that uh, the Pies definitely want to get some time into. It was only his first game at VFL level. Obviously, last year he was actually injured um, all season. Oh, well, not all season, but they were managing an injury for him, and they didn't have that second-year comp, so he wasn't able to actually play any games. He comes in, and I think he had like 28 disposals in his first game. So uh, definitely someone to keep an eye on is uh, Trent Bianco. 
um, he'll be one that you'll probably want to have as a rookie this season if if it happens. Sounds good. Uh, Riley Collier-Dawkins we spoke about a little bit. Um, I think they lost, was it Edwards or something through injury as well? They did. They lost Edwards. Yep. So I think it looks pretty good for him. And Shea Bolton as well, obviously, with the nightclub incident. So he'll be out for at least two to three. Um, they, they've they said two to three, but they've listed him as medium term, which... Yeah, that, that's weird. Now, I think they're putting a plate in there and he said, please, no plates. I don't want to bolt on. <laughs> Um, <laughs> that's that's a good one. That was, that was good. Uh, yeah, like they, they've said he's a quick healer, so he usually comes through really quick. I'm like, yeah, nah, it's going to be four weeks, man. Quick healer or a quick hitter? I, I <laughs> and this is I will t- we'll touch a little bit on Shea Bolton later. Um, in terms of you know, do you trade? Do you hold? But uh, I'm leaning towards trade, just so for those people that are are there. Um, but yeah, obviously that what that means is that Riley Collier Dawkins probably has the best immediate job security of any rookie this week, even Caleb Poulter. Um, and for that reason, you know, coming into the buys, he's probably the number the number one I'd go for. However, um, obviously, if you want to make quick cash and that's your goal, and you need the flexibility of someone who's mid forward and not just a mid only, because obviously that's what um, RCD is. Um, then I can understand the reasoning behind Poulter. But I would, if you didn't get. Collier Dawkins last week, or you don't have the trade out option for it, or whatever it might be, you, you know, don't force it. But I think he's definitely one that you, most people are probably going to want in. And if you're going to double down and you don't have either of those, then I'm completely comfortable with going one, two, bang. Yeah, I, I do agree with that. Yep. Um, yeah, and the other one is Owie. Oh, do not again. If you say it one more time, I'm actually going to murder you. The amount of people that just turned off our podcast because you keep saying that stupid name. In that stupid voice, stupid high pitched annoyingness. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's do it again. Uh, well, I don't actually. Um, I I wouldn't touch Owies at all. In, in my opinion, um, again, he's just a small forward that relies too heavily on goals. He has played well enough to secure a, a bit of a role there. Um, however, Mark Murphy's touted to come back this week, so whether that means that Owies comes com- straight out because Murphy has been playing forward, well, they can just take Zach Williams' role. Surely. Um, is Zach Williams injured? No. no he's just shit. shit. Yeah, that's, that's, that's probably <laughs> Um And, okay, side note, for anyone here who's thinking they're having a bad super coach season, just think nothing could be as bad as Carlton's fourth quarters. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. Was, I felt, I, you know, um, our lovely friend Damien Gunn, good mate of ours, um, massive Carlton fan, he actually turned it off at three-quarter time because he was like, no, nah, we're going to lose, so I'm just going to turn it off. <laughs> he just left on a high. <laughs> I was like, oh, wow, you really know your team. <laughs> That's true. Oh, yeah, it was uh, pretty bad. Um, so I think Burns is probably the, a, a much better rookie. Um, I would probably, if I'm looking for another one, the problem is obviously he's mid only. Um, so if you're going RCD and, you need, and you've already got Poulter, for example, um, and trying to get two trade-out options in the same line, may not, you may not be able to do that. So um, there are other options. Um, I would put him as as third option though. He looks dynamic. He looks like something different that they don't have, um, and that's why I like him. I wouldn't say that he has amazing job security, but he's got better job security than uh, than Owies, and that's really all that counts when you're trying to rank these guys. Um, and he's not relying on goals to score, which is always a positive as well. Um, Saints have a lot of mids though. They do, and they've got some coming back. So they do have uh, Frawley, obviously, just um, finished in the... Uh, Frawley's not a mid. No, I'm not saying that. I mean, they've got guys coming back, and they can shuffle. So anytime a, a defender comes into that team, I always think, okay, well, Hunter Clark's going to move into the midfield, right? So, or he's going to get more midfield time, or they change up their rotations, or whatever they might be. Hey, shout, playing... out, shout out to Highmore, who is definitely further away from getting a game than ever. Oh, my God. For all these back, who else? who else is coming back? Uh, there's another defender. That, oh, I'm um, sorry, Geary. Um, oh, Geary. Geary can play forward, though, as well. Geary's due to uh, come in uh, to the VFL this week. So, okay. um, so there's nothing yeah, yeah, more to worry about for Highmore. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, so, uh, but you know, they're playing Brad Hill off a halfback flank. You know, I, I actually prefer him there, but, you know, they might move him out of that onto a wing and then, yeah, so on and so forth. So um, there are ways that Burns doesn't unfortunately stay in that team um, if they switch things around. So we'll have to wait and see. You're right. Uh, okay, so that is the rookies' strategies and everything sort of sorted up for there. Now let's have a look at premiums or question mark premiums. So, one, two, three. So if you have 
Uh, actually, Bolton, let's put that in one there as well. Yep. So Luke Ryan, Tex Walker, Houston, or Shy Bolton. Are uh, you you got to fuck one, marry one, kill no? I'm Actually, what is it? Fuck one, marry one, kill one. Yeah, that's the, you got it right. Yeah. Okay, now let's get rid of who we're we getting rid of from the equation. Houston. Uh yeah, I think Houston's a hold as long as he's named, and I think he will be named. So no, I'm playing the game, Chris. Oh, the, okay. the game. We'll get rid of Houston. So you got Tex, you've got Luke Ryan, and you've got Shy Bolton. Um, marry one. Tex, you got to take home to you. He's, he's a country lad. You know, take home to your mum. <laughs> Tex would have been my kill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't have him in my team. So anyway, nah, look. Um, okay, so do you hold Tex? I think you traded him last week, but if you have him uh, and he's he's your only problem, you trade him. Well, remember how he said that Tex. Look, if he if he gets a ninety, he's only going to go down to a little bit. Well, that obviously didn't he was eventuate. Never getting a 90. Well, you never know. You know, Port Adelaide they they had they let Danaher run wild Port Adelaide. It was a bit, uh, a bit different in, was in a- the derby. It was a cold, cold night and we were texting each other and, and I sent you a screenshot of his last two years where he had over six scores every single year below 40. Do you remember that? Yeah, there's two in the last two weeks. <laughs> Do you remember how I said that to you? And I was like, just remember, this is what you bring into your team. And you were like, yeah, yeah I got this. I'm going to trade him out by round five. It's round eight, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, he was doing so well, and all the other forwards were horrible. I blame Dunkley for all of this mess. I, and I actually, could actually, see this coming a mile away. That, that yeah, people yeah. would be like, oh, they get sucked in by the high scores. And you know and you know what happens? Smack bang in the middle of upgrade season when you're supposed to be upgrading your team. You're just sideways trading premiums. Well, actually, he has made still 120-odd thousand. Until next week. Yeah, <laughs> then he drops under. So you have to get rid of him this week if you want to. If you want and you think... You could do better. <laughs> um, yeah, but here's the thing. That's this is what I mean, right? You should be using your trace upgrade yeah, right now. I know. So you, you really should have up, like got rid of him even two weeks ago. But that's what I mean. So you, you now well, two weeks two weeks ago, I had um, was it Lockie Neal issues. Um, this is what happens Dunkley with these speculative issues. picks. You, you have other issues Lock, in your team. Lockie Neal and Dunkley. What this are you talking happens about? all the time, every year. So you bring in these specky picks. You're like, oh, I'll, I'll try and short this player. I'll try and do this. I'll try and do that. And every single year, when it t- comes time that you're supposed to trade them out, you have other problems that are more important. So they just don't get done. Look, don't come at me with I'm this. I'm just saying. I told you. Four pro quo, bloody nonsense. But um, yeah, so he still made money, so that's fine. He's he's a, a oh, cash so cow. It's not the worst in the world. I mean, you can go to an Uber from him. You know, it's not going to be the worst in the world. So it's still technically an upgrade. Yeah. Now, um, if your team is a bunch of shambles, though, you probably just leave Tex. <laughs> uh, like, let's just say hypothetically, you're missing a Houston, a Luke Ryan, and you have a and you have a Tex, um, and you traded out Josh Kelly, and you trade out Josh Kelly. Would you just kind of go? You know what? Fuck it. Let's just keep Tex. Let's just bring in What's Isaac. What's the worst that could happen? Let's bring in Isaac Heaney in two weeks, and we'll just loophole Tex and Heaney, and between them, surely one of them does well. I mean, you know, sure, why not? I actually don't hate that idea because I think it's the best of a bad situation for you right now. You're in a pretty much deep hole. Um, so, yes, I think the number one thing, like unless, it, as I said, if he's your only um, problem right now, I think you have to trade Tex. I don't think it's a question. It's like, no, you're trading Tex. Yeah. Um, moving on, I think that, uh, so the, the second one would be Luke Ryan. He does this every, I, I, I said to you via text that, it feels like deja vu with Luke Ryan. I'm sure that the, the, like there's been this exact same situation with Luke Ryan before where, they say he's out only for a week, and then that week rolls around. They're like, "Oh no, he needs another week." This furiates and then the me. next week rolls around. And he's, you cannot <laughs> understand what kind of mind games are they trying to do? They don't do this with Frio. Are generally pretty how good. can you be a test on a Saturday, <laughs> and then he doesn't get up for the game on Sunday? No worries. That's next week. Oh no, wait, he's not ready for next but week. Then, but then, like, so the injury report comes out. It says one to two, but they actually come out and say, no, he's just a test. And then he's still a chance then, to play last <laughs> weekend. And then it comes out, they ruled him out again. I'm like, hang on. He was a test the day before the game. And then he's out for three weeks. Us, how can you be a tell test? Tell how you really feel about it, bro. It's fucking bullshit. <laughs> tell me he's out from the round one. He's done his calf. He could be a couple of weeks. And out of my side he goes. And what's even worse he's about is... to do a back too, I'm sure of it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, weird. Uh-huh. That's so funny. Last time I heard that, I laughed so hard I fell off my dinosaur. <laughs> the worst part is it, insult to injury. As I said, he was Callum Mills for me at the start of the year. 
and how'd that go? <laughs> That's really, really hitting you. And right, then Josh right fucking, the chops right now. And then Josh Kelly just pops up. Dude, I reckon you 100% should just sideways him to Josh Kelly and just... <laughs> Can you imagine? It's actually an upgrade at this point. But you're gaining money. You could go text to Dini and Ryan to, to, uh, to Jelly and everything's good, man. <laughs> and he's probably still got some cash in the bank to play with. And hey, more upgrades to go. Hey, I'm getting thin on trades here. I don't know if you've realized the old, uh, I should have realized from last year, the old risk it for the biscuit strategy only works when you think you don't care. It's so true. And then you're like, oh, risk, risk it for the biscuit. You got to go large. Look, I'm top 100. No, I'm not on top of 1,000. <laughs> and I'm sliding. Two weeks later. Oh, I'm sliding. Actually, uh, no, no, I'm still, what am I, 600th? I'm 600th. You're still above me and you've had zeros for the last couple of weeks. So. Oh, and I forgot about Luke Ryan and I've been playing Cozzy for three weeks. Fucking Cozzy. That guy could just drop off. Oh, Cozzy for three weeks. Anyway, so yeah, so I think, <laughs> I think you, again, if, if Ryan's your only problem, you kind of have to keep him. But I don't... Well, Mills actually, is only, I, yeah. Yeah, I but don't I, actually mind this week if you had one trade, a one trader, because Mills is what, 10, 15K more? Yeah, 15. 15K to go to the number one defender that, like, no one has. But, mind you, you've kept him for two weeks. But you got to remember, each week is a situation of one week. Like, they've they've said that he needs another week. But, it, like... That could happens, be three more so weeks. This is what I mean. Like, what happens next week? Because they said that the first week. They're waiting to go home to Freeman or... I don't know. It, it feels so Josh Kelly that, of course, it has to happen to you for Luke Ryan. Although Josh Kelly is like, oh, he, he's, he's great. He's never played better. I'm like, well, play him properly. Or maybe play you know him... they've done this year to, to, to make sure that he doesn't they've, get injured? They've trolled they've me. They've eased him into the season. Like, just rolled him out. Wait like, for me to get rid of him. gold's coming out. And they're like, oh, wait, Ben's got rid of him? All right, we'll go. Let's... You want some midfield? Yeah. Here's some midfield. Yeah, let's <laughs> let's take let's take this Rolls Royce out of the garage now, how, guys. How do you like thirty possessions and two goals? How do you like that? <laughs> well, hang on, he only got like hundred and fifteen or hundred and ten with two goals. He can't kick goals every week. That's I mean, true. he's not Josh Kelly. I mean <laughs> <laughs> last week he didn't kick any and he had hundred and twenty nine. Fuck up. <laughs> can't you see I'm hurting? <laughs> <laughs> I can. It's just it's it's funny the the more that I banter with you, the better I feel about it. Stuff on my head when I'm drowning. <laughs> what, a, what a great friend. What do you mean what? This is completely against the rules. Step All on right. my head while I'm drowning. My so, God. Right. So I, 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 I think there is a situation where if you want to correct Ryan, I think you can do it. It depends on how your team is. Like, Again, are you going to cop a zero this week because you no. don't have him? Uh, only if, if Houston's out, then that's where you can try and be a little bit tricky. Uh, again, I want to upgrade. So And Tex is obviously have to come out. That might mean I have to play thin in the forward line for a bit, but I think you need to upgrade. If you've kept Luke Ryan for two, I think you keep him for one more and pray to bloody Jeebus that it makes it work. And if Houston's out as well, then you might have to rejig some things. I agree. And I think that's where Laird is actually quite invaluable. Um, even yes. though we'd all like a Whitfield, but at the end of the day, if you're getting a donut, fuck it, Callum Mills, come on down. So, yeah, it's uh, that's an interesting one. So Shy Bolton as well, out for a few. I think he is another gone. Um, trading money's 500K. Marshall well, as well, also risk. Here's why, here's Marshall why risk might. not coming as well, is he? Marshall risk of being out? Yes, um, Marshall got a knock late in the game uh, in quarter four, and there's a rumor that he will not be playing this week, which is really frustrating for me because I was a shin at, knock at bringing him in. Um, but yeah, so okay, so I will say this: so Shea Bolton, they, they say the listing is two to three. I, I think it's more three to four, to be completely honest. Minimum. Um, ha, the only way that I would personally hold him is if you could go one down, one up, and continue your upgrade cadence. So. What I mean by that is, um, you know, continuing to generate your points on field and to, and to improve your team, and then obviously Shea Bolton comes back. If you can continue to do that during upgrade season, there's a situation where it's only three to four and you would actually keep him. If you think he's going to be guaranteed top six to ten, then I, I can understand why you would because, again, it's only three to four. If it, if it was six weeks, the, the thing is you just don't know. Like they've said medium term, like, it could be six. So, I, mean, I, I don't know. It, it, it's a tough one. It's probably an individual team thing. I think if you're going for overall and you're being really aggressive, I'd probably trade him. But if you were playing for league, I'd probably keep him. If you were playing conservatively with your trades and or you have low amount of trades because you've been smashing through them, then I can understand keeping him as well. 
Right. I actually forgot to give everyone a little bit of key evidence. Saturday, obviously, had a big migraine as well. I was 2K short of getting in uh, Mills when I went with Dan Houston, and I had a migraine. So I literally just looked. I was like, oh, I need a defender, and just I was like, oh, Houston could be top 10, and boom, in you go, and that was it. That's the exact same thing that happened to me when I bought in Houston. <laughs> and how are we meant to know that his shoulder's still bunged up? That's true. I hate these teams. It's because they have no personnel. That's why. Uh, right, yeah, show Bolton, get rid of him, gone. Catch you later. And Houston, I think we just have to wait and see. Uh, if he has a shoulder issue, hopefully they just play him. Bruce, free footy. Give him the footy in back well, line. Oh, yeah, exactly right. Seventh defender, let's go. Um, I'm very much hoping that he plays, but if he doesn't, I'm probably copying a zero. Ouch. Yeah, I'll, and so here's my theory behind that is it's probably only a one-weeker if he does not play because obviously he doesn't have any structural damage or they go to surgery, in which case then I, I have to trade him. So, But people don't get surgery for an AC though, do they? Uh, yeah, they do. No, they, they don't. They go into like go into the joint. And they tighten it up and like I don't oh. know. There's well, does, he didn't even have strapping. He didn't even have strapping tape on. Put know. some tape on your pussy. I, I I don't think it's yeah. That's obviously it's not bad enough for surgery. It's something that they can manage for the season. But if he cops big hits on it, like he feels it, and then he's got to get a jab and whatever. Um. So yeah, I I don't know. I'm I'm. If I had an excuse, the problem is his price. He's only four fifty k. Like you, I, you need him to be a little bit more to be able to sideways him without having to essentially upgrade him. Like I'd love to get him to meals, but it's a hundred grand. Like there's my bank for the week. Like I'm not just going to clear my bank so that I can get Dan Houston to meals. Like that doesn't make any sense. No. Um. So yeah, you just got to do what you got to do. Fair um. Cool. Let's move on to those who have bottomed out. And there's nothing Chris likes more than a bottomed out bottom. Um. Mitchell. Sure. Tom Mitchell, <laughs> Tom, oh, not Seamus Mitchell. Oh, no, Seamus um, Mitchell. Tom Mitchell is priced at 525K. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little bit upset that he had that real big game, 147 last week. Chris isn't upset because he's an owner. I am already. You've been owner. waiting for that one. Now he's averaging uh, 107.3, so he's really started to pick up that. I was eyeing him off for this round in particular, North Melbourne, which is why I'm still looking at him. Tex to. Titch is only 100k. I still don't think you bring him in. I I, I I watched the entire game and don't get me wrong, he looked good on the day, but a lot of the points that he scored were situational. Like he just got lucky the ball bounced his way um, and he just happened to be in the right position. Like he's, I don't think he's playing the Tex of old. And Tex? Sorry, the Titch of old. Um, I don't think he's at that level yet. Which kind of scares me. I think people will I hate bringing him in on the back of his one forty seven, and then he drops a one ten or a one hundred five against. Drops really... a one ten. He's playing North Melbourne, Carlton, and Gold Coast. Do you even know the game? Yeah. Okay, well, he could cop a Kane Turner tag this week. He could cop a, a nah. Kurnow the next week, and he could cop nah. Took Miller the week after. Nah. Took's, just saying. You just said last week Took's nah, playing I offensively. Don't. He's playing so offensively. I, he just got suspended. I, I honestly think that he's just not necessarily playing that like Titch. Like he hasn't had any attention the last few weeks, and he's still only going like just barely creasing past a hundred or getting a ninety. You know, I, I just uh, the one forty-seven. It's great to see him do that, but I haven't seen him for long enough to be able to recommend him to people and say oh, Titch is back. Well, he. I don't think it didn't look like a Titch is back game. He just had some really super coach, super coach friendly, like hard ball. Get, like he was getting a lot of loose ball gets all over the ground, where he just happened to be no one around, and he would just get it, um, or from a from a clearance, it would just roll into his lap. Like it was, it wasn't like he was in and under, you know, really smashing the the, the ball and, and getting a lot of tackles and stuff like that. Like um, I'd love to see how many tackles he actually did have. I didn't didn't feel like he had a lot of tackles. Let's actually look that up. But yeah, I just got to be honest and, and just say he still doesn't look. Like the Titch, that's 125 averaging Titch. So no, I don't think 125. But could he average 115 for the rest of the year? Possibly. Um, North Melbourne, they play Adelaide again. Maybe. Well, for 525, I think it's not a bad risk. I did like him better at uh, hoping he was going to 500k, but yeah, Yeah, that that didn't eventuate. He had four tackles on the game. Yeah, and I think that that was by half time. He had four tackles, so the second half he didn't even have a single tackle. Yeah. Yeah, so I look, I, I don't mind him, but there is someone that we are keeping an eye out for, Chris's little smoky special, and we'll get into that one as we look at those who are up and coming. Uh, let's go for the next one. Oh, do we have to? Yeah, we do. Um, <laughs> so we are looking into Josh Kelly, and it's um, it's likely this the player I'm actually going to be getting in, and I think at his price, I mean, 
it's ridiculous. 511k to get a guy that is an uber premium and he's, um, when he's at his best, which we know what he can do. Um, and he's had a role change the last three weeks. Um, moved a little bit up more up to the wing two weeks ago. Last week played pretty much pure wing. I think it was like 80% wing time. And then this week he actually played wing and on the ball. Um, so that's the first time he's really had a lot of CBAs and he absolutely cleaned up. He was so clear, best on ground. Um, it, it was ridiculous. Um, and I think that's just going to bode well moving forward. This change seems to have coincided with Whitfield coming into the team. And I think as long as Whitfield stays in the team, then Josh Kelly's role will stay. The problem with this is entirely in what I just said. Whitfield not being injured, Josh Kelly not being injured. And so I think regardless of if you think that they might go well and, and average well, you've got to take that into, consider, into consideration when you're trading these guys in. They both have very, very poor injury histories and they can miss it any week, get a, get a knock and just miss and or do a hammy or pull a heartstring or whatever that may be. So the biggest issue with Josh Kelly is not Josh Kelly. It's Leon Cameron and his body. And if you can... If you can take that risk at 511k, which I think people will, I think people will take that risk at this price, um, then I don't think it's a bad in. I think for me, if the decisions between getting a Josh Kelly or getting a Steel or an Oliver, I mean, at the start of the season, you'd, you'd be throwing them up anyway, right? As as who's the better pick. So, Well, I, I love Josh Kelly. I know you do. Uh, I think he can average well. He's obviously proven that he can average around that 115 to 120 mark. He's done that in seasons past. Um, can do I think he's going to be able to do that for the rest of the season? Potentially. But what it does allow me personally to do, and the reason why I'm looking at him, is it gives me enough cash that next week I can make another upgrade. So it's very. it also could be team dependent. Instead of spending up and, and getting bont this week at 618K or whatever it might be, I'm able to actually make a very good upgrade next week because I've got that extra 110K in my bank account. So I think it will be team dependent, but I do like Josh Kelly as an in. This is probably last week you can get him to if you want to. He's, he's obviously, oh, well, at this price anyway. He's obviously got a break even 64, so he's going back up. And that's my Josh Kelly spiel. Yeah, I'm glad someone sent it because... You're uh, welcome. Yeah, no, you, you and... You know what I mean for, about Whitfield coming in, though, having a, the big impact on his role? Oh, yeah, well, Whitfield just hands it to him. Whitfield actually looks for good ball users instead of, like, everyone else just butchering it straight over everyone's head. Whit, um, Whitfield's a smart player. Yeah, it's, it's a little bit more more to it than that. Obviously, uh, Whitfield's been lining up. You know what's not smart? What's what's getting up? rid of Josh Kelly? <laughs> That's true. Uh, in my defence, again, guys, that the only reason I did is because Lockie Neal was only forty k away. Now, the other thing that could obviously have an impact on him moving forward. Um, so they've obviously started winning games, which helps. Um, but Mumford has been rucking, and I think that that's definitely impacted the entire mid. Like, if you have a look at Tim Taranto's numbers with Mum- Mumford as the ruck, they're way higher. Like way higher. Um, so that dynamic is about to shift. So it's just something to be aware of. Obviously with Bruce, he's about three weeks out. Three, They said three to five, but I think he's uh, erring on the closer rather than further. Um, so the, the other thing is, you know, Flynn does play this week and then you look at his numbers, weigh it up. We get a little bit more information. But for me, I'm bringing him in this week. Anyway, that's it. That's, that's my Kelly spiel. Good luck. Thank you very much. That's all I can say. And every week that he scores a ton, I'm oh, going to let you know about it. Actually, I'll, I'll let you off with a ton and I'll make it, make sure it's a 110 plus. All right. Sure. Yeah. That make it easier for you. I'll give you one minute for every 110 plus on this segment. <laughs> Sounds good. And not a second more. You filthy animal. Um, okay, so Josh Kelly is definitely one you can look at uh, to bring in at the moment. He's bottomed out. Short as well if you are interested in a defender option. Not that I extremely recommend it, but he has bottomed out to the point where Break even of 69, definitely likely that he'll start to go back up in price, 475k. So if you do need a defender that's cheap enough, and he's only, what, 40k or so, well, there's a little bit more than Caleb Daniel. Let's not go into Caleb Daniel because that's not. he is definitely not worthy of mentioning. Everyone was literally about to set his house for light <laughs> until his last quarter where his he scored like, house what do you get, like 60 in the last quarter? So something absolutely crazy 64 there. 64 in the last quarter he got. Uh, Mills as well as the other one who's bottomed out. He is... Bottomed out, unlike my voice. Bottomed. Uh, 558K, and he's break-even 86, so he's at a decent price point now. Averaging 113.6, so the highest averaging defender. By, by a mile. And you actually called, you actually said, I said, what I say? He can go 105 to 110. You said he could go 110 uh, to, to 115. 115. Yeah. yeah, Jesus. 
Um, um, I didn't see that after three weeks, and otherwise I would have sidewaysed him in instead of Ridley. Um, that would have been nice. Um, uh, yeah, look, obviously he's just having these... He has these huge games. I mean, his consistency is a little bit up and down, isn't it? I mean, if you look at his scoring range, it's like, it's like right up here, and then he can have an 85, and then it's right up here, and then he can have an 85. But at the end of the day, over the last eight weeks, he's averaged 113, and he cannot be upset with that. Um, so, look, uh, definitely one that I would say... If you're bringing someone in as a unique option, if it fits your buy structure, I suppose, then there's no reason at all you shouldn't be looking at Callum Mills. I really like him. Not only that, Sydney play Collingwood, Fremantle, Carlton, Saints, Hawks, the next five. Mm-hmm. And I think that's they're pretty good matchups for midfielders, to be honest, in, in that setup. And then they finish the season with North and Gold Coast. Yeah. Like, it's... Yeah, it's it's definitely, and that's why I'm considering keeping some of those other Sydney, like Goulden and Warner, like Collingwood, Freeman, or Carlton, Saints, Hawks. Chances are they're going to get off the hook for at least one of those and start to really kick that generation again. So that's yeah. my that's my thoughts. Well, I, I, yeah, I'd love to. Um, I'd love to tr- get. Here's what you need to do. Probably in my, in our position is you need to wait to have an injury like a Luke Ryan or something like that, and then you'd be. Able to <laughs> <laughs> you see how I just keep going and keep prodding the bear until you eventually just yeah. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. You lock it up. <laughs> I don't know this why I invite you over here. <laughs> Fucking bashing my super coach team. I mean, if you knew it was out for three weeks, you probably <laughs> would have got that 146 of our <laughs> Well, if only I got the memo. I didn't know if there was enough time. He, was, he would have been cheaper too. He would have been a downgrade option. <laughs> and he was doing shit. <laughs> oh, that would have been great. Oh, I'm still outranking All him. All right. Yeah, that's well, that's true. Not for long. Yes. After that zero in your defense. Um, so Callum Mills, I do really like him. And Laird can help you get creative if you want to do some sort of swing action. Those two look out for coming up. So let's go for first one is Lockie Whitfield. Started off with a couple of subpar scores. Got a 74 this week. Also got an 83 in their fir- in his first week there. So his break even is now skyrocketing. 177. Yep. Prode- uh, projected to drop 31K this week. So he'll be 530K if he scores 105 this week. So definitely someone I'm looking at, their buy is coming up also. So it's going to be good timing, I think, to hopefully get in a Whitfield. Yeah, well, I was going to say, my plan was actually to bring in Whitfield, and I still think that he may be potentially a very, very good option, but he's just coming a little bit underdone. He had 30 disposals off the back, but what we do know is that that second game generally is the one where they die a little bit. So I think over the next couple of weeks, we will see him ramp it up, but that means he's probably going to drop, I reckon, to just over 500K. Um, so we've got a little bit of time. Have a look, couple more games, look at him, and see how we go. Um, with Whitfield, he's not playing as much behind the ball as we'd like to see. So he does drift behind the ball if he's on a wing and, and floats into off support back there. Um, without an injury to either Cumming or Ash, they've had such a great season. I don't think there's going to be really any room for another rebounding defender down there. Um, they did have Lockie Keefe go down, but obviously that means a key comes in. I think that what that means this week is that I think Jake Riccardi will come in. So he's one to watch as well this week. Um, with obviously, they've, they've played him in the VFL um, as a defender and he had 40 disposals, uh, including 31 kicks and 19 marks and went for 184 DT that game. That was the last um, game that they played. Um, so I think he probably comes in and plays um, on that centre-half back, um, back line and, and that will mean that you know there's obviously even more that we feel doesn't need to be down there. So uh, it'll be interesting moving forward. Um, I've made the decision to bring in uh, Kelly, which means that I'll probably keep Laird in defense. My my initial uh, read was to actually use Laird, move him into the midfield as you know, M7, M8 or whatever it might be, and then bring in Whitfield. I'm thinking now I might just go, Kelly, what are you doing? <laughs> draft. I just brought in Riccardi. Oh, fuck you. In the out draft? Yeah. That's why. That's what. That's what happens. That's what happens when you talk smack. I'm going to pick up the players that I know you're about to in the next couple of days. That's really not fair, man. <laughs> uh, no, I think he will be a really good option, um, and I think he's, he's priced at 306k, and he's got uh, a break even in 96. So from a standard perspective, you can afford to wait a week on him, see what he actually pulls out at AFL level, and then potentially get him in as a very, very cheap option uh, next week or the week after. So one to watch is Riccardi. And uh, that's uh, what I'll be looking at for Whitfield. Happy days. Uh, next one is, Chris, is your Smokey? Is it? What, what Smokey do I have? 
It is. Oh, the tracker. I don't even think he's a smoke anymore. Well, break um, even a 168. Yeah, so I was actually uh, looking at bringing in Oliver and Steele as my primary, well, uh, last two midfielders that I don't have. Um, I'm actually looking at now betting against Oliver and bringing Petraka when the time is right. Um, <laughs> both Keeper league as well, Chris, Riccardi. Um, it could backfire. Anyway, so yeah, and, and look, the reason for that is, um, do I want both Petraka and Oliver? Maybe, maybe not. It's not really, I suppose it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. But if I can pick up Petraka at you know, 540 or 530k, well, yeah, that's as good as getting a Josh Kelly at 5'11", am I right? Well, if he goes 121 this week, he's going... <laughs> he'll drop down to 540. <laughs> and if he goes um, below 120, obviously yeah. he drops even more. So I think, yeah, he'll he'll definitely sort of bottom out in price. Uh, if he drops 30 more K, then he's, he's dropped 100,000 for the season. Not averaging too bad. No, uh, had a f- couple of small ones just in the last couple of games. But he's got a nice high ceiling, particularly for league wins as well. Goes on runs. He's got um, a five-game average of 110. It's not like he's averaging that bad. He's just had a couple of poor scores in the start of the season. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't know. It's someone that I'm looking at. Uh, yeah, it's not going to be a guaranteed in, but I do. You'd be betting against Oliver if I was to bring him in. And um, for 50K, it might not be worth it, uh, but it's just something that I'm keeping an eye on over the next couple of weeks and, uh, and seeing what, how their trajectory goes. I agree. Uh, for those 30% who don't have him already, Dustin Martin is soon... To be ready to be picked up, a break even at 159, which it's funny to believe how he can even drop more in cash. Uh, looks like he'll be going low 400, so he'll be in my side next week, I believe. Uh, still cheap enough if you wanted to take the risk and bring him in. I think he'll be playing more midfield with uh, the plethora of people out of their side. <laughs> plethora. So, plethora. Uh, plethora. <laughs> what is a plethora? Oh, uh, sorry. Um, <laughs> Uh, anyway, um, yes, so Dustin Martin, uh, yes, yeah. I do believe that if you want to bring him in this week, then a 4.42 is a fine price to pay. Definitely, um, he may, I mean, he might, it's not going to go 159 this week, right? But he's basically the only midfielder against GWS. They have, there's no Kane Lambert, there's no uh, Trent Cochin, there's no Shane Edwards, there's no uh, Shy Bolton. Um, you know, you know, they don't have a mid, like their midfield consists of Dustin Martin, and RCD. And so whatever their midfield mix that they throw in there, it's probably maybe a um, uh, a Liam Baker or someone that's going to run it, run through there. It's going to be against huge bot GWS bodies. They're coming up against Taranto, Hopper, Ward, <laughs> Kelly. <laughs> Another one. Um, so I, I think they're going to get dominated through that midfield. Uh, so... Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they're going to work this out with Dusty, if they're going to just throw him in or they're just going to throw kids in there. Um, but it, I think they want to win the game. They're not in a position where they can just throw a game away. So I think that they'll probably want to play him, try and get him through that foot injury or whatever it is that they're, they're, he's battling through, apparently. I, I haven't really... I mean, I, I have not really noticed him be that bad in terms of when he has the ball. or doing. I think his ball-getting ability is a little bit down on the last couple of weeks. But three weeks ago, he had 34 possessions, didn't he? Yeah, he like, killed it. It's, um, I don't think it's that. I don't think it's as bad as people think it might be, but who knows? I, I'm not a... No, I'm but that's also one, two, three. So that's five sub-tons in a row. Um, for those of you who brought him in after his nice hot start, averaging 139, he's now dropped down to a 92.4 average. So, um, yeah, those non-owners like myself are literally licking their lips uh, next week for me. I'm even considering doing it this week. Tex Walker to Dusty Martin could be a nice little get-off-my-list Tex uh, jump and grab. That's an so. upgrade, though, isn't it? Yeah, it is an upgrade. <laughs> 20, it's a 20 grand upgrade, yeah, I think it is. you already yeah. lost, like, 60K last week, didn't you? Yeah, 50, but he's still 120,000 <laughs> He's still 120, up. Go with no, Jordan. Just, Add Jordan to Cozzy. And what have you got? What have you got? What have you got? What have you got? Subpar premiums. Oh, I had, 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 18 had, of them too. had a Brayshaw go, by the way, last week. Uh, he actually he had 29 disposals. He actually was the leading disposal winner at Fremantle. So <laughs> and, had, had and, good, and, game. and. The problem is, and. He got all of those, all, all of his possessions in the last quarter when they were getting blown out. So he got like no scaling and nothing. But um, no, he was played in a different role in the first half, which is really annoying. Played on the wing, uh, even though he had 30 in disposal, which wasn't too bad. Yeah, they call it the Angus. Yeah, it was not not ideal. And then in the second half, they threw him on the ball. And, oh, wouldn't you know it? He dominated. So dumb. But, yeah, he just didn't get the um, 
the points. And then, for whatever reason, he was scaled up to 73 and then got scaled back to 70. I'm like, they just took the points off you. What are you doing? Uh, it hurt. Yeah, right. Uh, next one to watch coming up in the next couple of weeks here is Steel, 582K, 145 break even, averaging 113.3. Uh, obviously tailed off the last few weeks. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so definitely on my list, and I will be getting steel in and uh, in two weeks. So he plays Geelong this week, and Geelong have not given up any points to midfielders since round four when they played Melbourne, and then uh, Petraka and Oliver went to fucking town on them. Um, so they, he plays, obviously, them guys this week. Um, so it'll be a pretty tough scoring round. I think Geelong will smash the shit out of St Kilda, if I'm going to be completely honest. And then next week, he plays the Dogs. So another game where, uh, obviously, midfielders uh, don't score very well against um, the, the Dogs because they just dominate the ball. So the next two weeks, I think he's going to drop um, probably down to, say, 550, 540K. And then he has North Melbourne. He has North Melbourne, Sydney, Adelaide, Richmond who give up points, Collingwood, all in a row. So two weeks time, my plan is to go Powell straight to Steele. Um, and that, and I actually have room for a, a midfielder with that buy as well, which makes it a lot easier for me, for my team. So that is my plan. I must get him in for that North Melbourne game. Yep. And I paid $100,000 over by the sounds of it. Um, oh, but you got text for... Oh, wait, no, you just lost 70K. So, uh, do, sorry, don't worry about me. Just keep going. I'm gonna change. I'm gonna change the locks I've here. Had a, I've had a bit. Of, I, I said you, you, you have it. You have. Enough. You know what? And normally I'm not quite the punching bag, but tonight I think I am. Yeah. Well, you know, if you don't listen to Christopher, he can give you a bit of a backhand. Oh, yeah. Um. <laughs> next one, Ridley, 488k, breaking him to 119. This is one you could do this week or next week, because even if he has a nice week, I don't think it's going to impact his price as much. So you could probably get him a little bit cheaper, unless. You know, you are having issues in your side. Now, the issue and the funny thing to notice is, was it Fantasy, Fantasy Frico uh, tweeted, I think he paid, played quite a lot of minutes on Toby Green. Yeah, it was like 80-something percent game time on Toby Green. Now, there's two things that's happened with Ridley that obviously impacting his scoring. First of all, he does not have the monopoly on kickouts like he did in the first six weeks of the, of the season. Excuse me? So Mason Redman um, has been taking quite a few kickouts. And I'm not sure if it's like a team thing where they're just like, oh, you just you can take it if you want. Or it's because Ridley's been playing lockdown on someone like a Toby Green and therefore is not at the goal face because he was the deepest defender or the intercept defender and was close to the ball to take the kick out. So did we get lied to earlier in the season? No, I think or? it's Toby Green is a different kind of beast. So I think you, you, want, you want to put your best player on him. Um, and I think that's kind of how it went. Yeah, and so that's a consideration. I, I, I for me, for me, I would, I want one more week of information. So I mean, last two weeks he scored only what mid eighties. I want another week of information to make sure he's actually going to be for the rest of the season. Because remember, you don't get the scores from there from the early in the season. Is he going to be a premium for our uh, defender for the next however many weeks? Because if he's only going to be scoring your mid eighties to mid nineties. He's not it. Mind you, getting a player averaging 104.9 for 488K, you're laughing. Yeah, but again, he's got to average that for the rest no, of the No, I know, season. but I'm saying to get that calibre of person, including oh. a knockout score for that price, I think he it's a no-brainer. If you don't have Ridley, you get on 24%. Everyone else is going to get on. 24%. Uh, owned. Oh, okay, cool. Um, yeah, no, I'm... Everyone else is going to be getting on. I think after you get knocked out, generally you automatically expect a little bit of a dip for a couple of weeks. Well, and that's the other consideration. I just want to see that upturn. I want to see him crack a ton. I want to see his role a little bit better. I want to see him return to... He uh, He still played well last week. Don't you have Ridley? Yeah, I do. Okay. But I'm just saying for those that, that don't have him, he still played really, really well in his role. He was you know, still chopping out and intercepting. He was still getting yeah, uncontested possession. He was still kicking the ball well. Like He was still playing in the Ridley role, but he wasn't getting all the monopoly on kickouts. That could have been awkward. Yeah. What? I don't think they saw it. I clicked on the wrong button. It came up with history. <laughs> Ooh. Um, anyway, so yeah, I just think you just need another week on him. Uh, I wouldn't be bringing him in this week, Ridley. That's for sure. Someone on the bubble, Chris Harms, three forty four k. If you are broke, you need a defender. Do you know what he scored last week? 
Yeah, 132 or something. 132. Mm. Um, he got injured the first game that they played, so he only got like a 64. Came out with a 132 and top scored. Yep. Um, well, obviously, they don't have a lot of midfielders at the moment through there. Um, so they're missing, what, Viney? Um, who else are they missing that's about to come back? That's it, Viney. No, there was another one, wasn't there? I was sure there was another one. But Viney's been ex- extended nah, absence now. Sh- sure retired. Sure retired? Oh, yes. <laughs> no, good one. <laughs> He's not a midfielder. <laughs> um, <laughs> he doesn't yeah, play for Melbourne we, either. <laughs> what we knew coming into the season was that he was going to be playing that role. Um, he was going to be playing as a winger even during the season. So that, that's why we were very hot in him early. And I was still even going to, right up until round one, I was yeah. still going to um, get him. And then I was like, no, nah, I just, for whatever reason, I, I just went, no, I'm not going to do it. I think more of his price point, you know, I could use that money as to get Caldwell instead. So I just decided to go that way instead of going harms. Glad I didn't at the time. Would I bring him in now for the rest of the season, considering that I think that he can potentially average between 90 to 95? Nah. Nah, me either. I just wanted to touch on that because some people are probably thinking about it. It's probably it. better than May, though. <laughs> <laughs> hey, actually, Should I be saying that? No, you or could Darcy be, Moore? You could be right. Actually, yeah, I think, I think you'll probably average around the same as Darcy, maybe, like mid-90 or 90 flat. Yeah, Darcy's up and down. Um, yeah, and defenders. There's so many points in defense at the moment. You look at you know Rich and all these other players that you don't have. It's just ridiculous. Like if you look at the top ten defenders now, Huge. I can guarantee you don't have the first three. Like it's like Callum Mills, Daniel Rich, and who's the who's the third one? Probably Lloyd. I think is the third one. So he's probably the most owned in the defense. Um, but there's also Jack Bowes. I think he's the fourth averaging defender. A lot of people don't have Sam Doherty. Like the, the actual defense list is now completely moved um, in terms of who is the popular picks so, or who is the most highest averaging picks. So there's so many that you probably don't have. To just jump on a guy like Harms or May or uh, Moore or, or someone like that, I think they're 10 to 15 points per game under where you really want your premium to be. So it's a lot of points to be giving up. Now, someone I don't really want to talk about... <laughs> Aaron Hall. Now, tell me why you don't want to talk about him, and I'll tell you why he's interesting at least. He is interesting, right? Apart from his god-awful fucking haircut. Um, <laughs> that is... It's pretty bad. <laughs> it is pretty bad. I mean, it's like um, yeah, like a little homie G, 50 cent, corn rolls. Like, oh. I mean, look. look uh, yeah, I understand. It is what it is. He, he was sub... He actually... I looked at him earlier on because he was the... Um, the sub in the first game that he played, so round two, he scored a six as a sub. Mm-hmm. Uh, then he actually came out and had a really good game. I put, I brought him into my super coach draft team, and then he was actually killing the game after when he got subbed out. He got injured or copped a real big hit, and he did really well. He's on 37 in the first quarter, copped a big hit. So then he was out for a round. I had the opportunity to bring him back in, but no, I brought in Matheson and Powell Pepper like an idiot. In draft, and then he goes and gets 100, and obviously you can't touch him again. So he has 300s, plays really super coach friendly role. Apart from his sub on six and injury on 37, he's gone, what, 81, 133, 106, 113. Yep. But he's also probably the most fragile person in AFL. That's the problem. Apart from Ling, we don't include Ling because Ling's always broken. <laughs> but uh, apart from that, surely he's. Yeah, look, there's there's two things I'll say about Aaron Hall. First of all, is obviously he's injury prone, um, like very very injury prone. Um, he also could be just dropped, but I mean, you know, if he keeps racking up thirty five disposals a week, he's not going to be dropped. Um, the other concern moving forward is that he's obviously playing the same role as Luke McDonald. So, how far away is he? Eight weeks. Eight to yeah. Eight, eight to ten, I think maybe. Um, so if you if you have. Yeah, so the last eight, the last seven to eight weeks of the round, he's going to be dropping right off or be dropped. Or, or, or he probably, if he maintains his form, he probably still stays, but he probably doesn't play that role. He probably moves up the ground more, which means that his scoring is going to drop. So, and do you want to have Aaron Hall in your side for the rest of the year? Think about that. I think that to to me, um, it's a play. I mean, you you could make cash. Could out of it, he? Could he be? 100K. Could he be the Dane Rampy? Of 2019. Where he just comes out of nowhere and just continues. We just continue. Or like the Marshall where we just hang crap on him each week saying he's a bad pick and then next minute he's like top 
I don't top six forward. I don't hate him as a pick because of his price, and he's in the forward line. Hey, so hey, Tex Walker is probably around the same price. Yeah, exactly right. You got to remember again, like uh, who do you have in your team? Who do you want in your team? And how much money do you have moving forward? Me, I still want Rowan Marshall in my team just for uh, so I have cover, and I also want Dangerfield in my team. So because I think that he's going to be very very good for the back end of the season. So if I bring Aaron Hall in, I don't have any like who am I going to trade out or I, you could possibly use him as a F7 later in the season but at 420k it's a bit expensive you're paying for an F7 um, you could probably ride it out and then upgrade him or sideways trade him but you know that's another trade I mean there are other options I personally don't have a risk tolerance to for Aaron Hall right now um, I'm sure I know other people do and that's fine so I don't think it's a bad selection I'm just it's just not a me selection right now doesn't suit my team but I know other teams where they're risking for the biscuit. They're just trying to get the guy, the bolters, and hope that and just stay on that train as long as they can. And then, uh, well, see how we go. Are you trying to talk about Tex again? Is that yeah, the risk it for exactly. the biscuit? It's exactly like trading out Kelly the week before he starts actually a role change and and trading out Tex two weeks late. <laughs> <laughs> I'm full of late decisions or early decisions. So yeah, don't hate it, but it's uh, it is what it is, and it's very team dependent, is how I would say it. Okay, and basically from here you have watching uh, Marshall, obviously if he's named this week or not, uh, he's definitely someone you could look to bring in. He's sort of flattened off a little bit. Zorko as well, still a, a nice price point, 492k, break even at 95. And that's what happens. He's really consistent at the moment, which is good because he's just hovering around that price. Uh, is very capable of banging out a real big score. This is one I could see him absolutely tearing up. Yeah, because no Miller is a no big, big, Miller, big thing. That's also, yeah. that's a plus plus. Gold Coast, huge rivalry. It's the Q clash. He's the captain. And this is one that he will want to win and take home more than anything. And Zorko is the kind of guy that could just smash out a few goals and get quite a few posies at the same time. I'll also say right now, I mean, he's he's not the best two midfielders. Oh, look at his scores. I know. Gold Coast, 159, 76, 142, the last three. Yeah. Um. So if you have a look at uh, Brisbane midfield, who's their best player right now? Jared Lyons. Absolutely, I would one hundred percent agree with you. I was actually going to—I thought you were going to say McCluggage, but no, McCluggage second. Um, yeah, exactly. I me. think he's third. So I think he's the third best midfielder in that line. So he should get a free run at it. Um, McCluggage has been playing absolutely amazing, but Lions is killing him. I, honestly, last week Lions—I don't think he had anyone on him for half the game, and he just what he kicked two goals, just running around with no one on him, like uncontested mark here, contested ball here. He's just running around, just getting free ball. It's it's crazy. Now, I don't know how long that lasts for, but it looks like he's just got a, a role that's just perfect. Well, even when Neil was in, he still didn't get much attention, but now he, a little bit more of the ball feeds through him, and I love, I love Jared Lyons. I am tempted. I was tempted to go text to Lyons this week and just overpay, like get rid of Titch and just overpay it and bring I've, Lyons in. I've got the money to get Lyons, and I've thought yeah, about it too. Yeah, me too. I thought just, about it. You're just like, can you, can you bring two, yourself to actually pay 620K? 2% owned. My issue is, is that buy structure. I'd have four people with that middle buy then in the midfield. That's what's going to hurt yeah. me. But uh, he, he looks good. He's only 2% owned. He's actually doubled in ownership the last two weeks, and uh, that could have been me. I like um, the risk it for the biscuit approach, though, with that. Um, I do think that um, there is some, with that spot opening up from, from a Toot Miller, maybe someone like a Nick Holman does do a job on one of those midfielders. Um, and as, a, as someone who's watched Nick Holman quite a bit, he would 100% go to Lions. He's, he's a type to go on Lions. But they could also play a head-to-head role with, say, a Hugh Greenwood against Lions too. So um, it'll be interesting to see how they, they use their midfielders this week, uh, Gold Coast on, uh, on Brisbane. So. Yep. Yeah, I think that kind of wraps us up. Let's just, seeing we did speak about him, let's just bring up the Lions master. Mm-hmm. Uh, break even to 97, so definitely within his realm, averaging nearly 120, which is absolutely crazy. Uh, uber consistent. He is the only one on a ton run with McRae. He is. Um, yep. So, yeah, he's just yeah, uber consistent. Um, 122, 145 the last couple of weeks. Gold Coast, Richmond, GWS, Melbourne, North. I'm really interested in that North Adelaide run coming up. But again, Gold Coast with Richmond next week, that could be an absolute mess. Yeah. It's tempting. It is tempting. Uh, I, as I said, I, the, only, the only thing holding me back from going up and getting like a Bontor or Jared Lyons is, is what you can do. Is, is that next week I can bring in another premium, whereas I couldn't do that if I clear my bank account. Well, yeah, Josh Kelly is $100,000 less than Lyons. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, this week they could pump out the same score. 
you know, and you just kick yourself, right? Just, uh, there, there goes 100K. Well, it'll be like steel, what I did two weeks ago. Right, exactly. Thinking exactly. he was going 150 against like Hawthorne and then just didn't do anything. Who knows? But um, I'm very interested. I, I love Jared Lyons as a pick. And if you've got the money, then sure. But just be wary. You're spending 612K and it's round 10. So it's a lot of money to be uh, popping on um, on players when you don't have you, – you, you're trying to look for value options. So, Yep, I agree. Cool. Uh, that wraps us up. Uh, look, we'll put our team uh, analysis as well, so our team structure and stuff on YouTube as well. So if you're interested, go have a look on there. I don't think we're releasing them on the line. I think we'll just stick with the normal podcast for audio platforms. So go to YouTube if you want to hear us talk about our teams and what we're thinking and how we're traveling. Go to YouTube. I like it. All right, that's it. Thanks very much, guys. We'll catch you later. Thanks, mate. Alrighty, bye. The C is for the courage I possess through the drama. H is for the hurt, but it's all for the honor. A is for my attitude, working through the patience. Money comes and goes, so the M is for motivation. Gotta stay consistent, the P is to persevere. The I is for integrity, innovative career. The O is optimistic, open and never shut. And the N is necessary, cause I'm never giving up. See, they ask me how I did it, I just did it from the heart. Crushing the competition, been doing it from the start. They say that every champion is all about his principles. Carry. I am